Saloni and welcome to Unheard with Saloni, a podcast where inspiration meets practical advice from the most brilliant and successful women in Nepal and outside. There are many times I wonder, how do you think other women are doing things? I have all these questions. All these moments at work, in life, where I needed advice and I thought others might be feeling the same. So that's what I'm bringing to you with this show. Each week, I get these answers by talking to the smartest women I know and share it with you. Let's get into it. My guest today is Seema Golcha. You can find Seema on YouTube at Seema Golcha and Instagram at Seema underscore Golcha. Seema is a stand-up comedian, a self-taught ventriloquist, a TEDx speaker and a good friend. She's the only ventriloquist in the country. She was an in-house comic at Canvas Laugh Club India for two years and has been performing regularly in Nepal and outside. Her most recent spot was at the renowned Gotham Comedy Club in New York, where she shared the same stage with the legends of comedy, Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld. Welcome to the show, Seema. Let's jump right into it. How do you start your day? I'm an early person. So I uh, wake up at 6, 6.30 and probably go out for a walk or go up in the hills, a day hike or I mean one hour, two hour hike. Uh, depending on my mood, I do yoga, any form of exercise basically for one, one and a half hours every morning. And do you think that helps you physically, mentally? Like there's a reason why you're doing it day in, day out? Of course, I feel so energized all through the day. It's not even funny. It's like uh, I cannot sit in the room the moment I wake up unless I'm really unwell or something. So I have to just step out even if it's just strolling. Sometimes I may not even want to walk. But uh, just being out makes me feel alive and helps me going all through the day. Exercise kind of makes me feel the same way as well. Um, just moving on to my next question. Is there one habit that you have? that you're very proud of or it has helped you? Uh, okay. So I have been, uh, it was a hobby which became a habit. I've been collecting one-liners and quotes since I was 9, 10 years old. And uh, that time we didn't have internet, so we I would look at uh, the Times of India or Reader's Digest and just handpick the ones which I really liked or which are really funny. Not those really long ones. But that became a habit and I still do it. I have about four or five books now filled with liners and quotes. And that has kind of helped me now in the long run where I'm now taken up comedy. So somehow this comedy was there always in me and I realized that this habit has been really helpful. Yeah. You started this career pretty late, yeah. right? You were a housewife, a mother, a director. Yeah, I, well, I was a director, but I didn't do justice to that role at all. Mm -hmm. I did try to work with my husband in IT stores, but somehow I was such a misfit. I didn't think I belonged there. And uh, yeah, I still am a housewife. Yeah. I mean, I well, I still am a wife. I still am a mother and a daughter-in-law. So those roles are intact. Just that I found this newfound uh, uh, career now, which is just liberating. It's right. something that's, uh, I find, 
so i don't know i'm i i myself i'm just so shocked every time i'm up on stage and i make people laugh the thing that i do i'm only amazed at uh, how could i do this because i knew where i'm coming from and i knew I, how uh, scared i was to be up on stage and from there to be able to do what i do now it's it's just so much fun yeah yeah so uh, like i was telling you earlier there's a study that shows that most people most women stop pursuing their ideal job or a career change at 30 you moved on to a complete new career <laughs> at 40 yeah what was what helped you tackle it what pushed you and made you go you know i need to do this like what was your thought process then the thing is i didn't know for the longest time what i'm good at what i could do in life so i was fine i was okay being a housewife or trying work with my husband just going to the office but when i did my first show almost 10 years ago now and uh, this was on toastmasters flat platform which is a platform for public speaking and that attempt of uh, doing stand up comedy and ventriloquism was something that uh, you know like mark twain said there are two most important days of your life one is the day you were born and two the day you find out why and that was my why moment when i did that first comedy and ventriloquism show on toastmasters platform i knew that this is what i want to do i didn't know how i would do it because uh, kathmandu didn't have a comedy scene at all or no platform or stage where i could perform a practice but uh, i realized that this is what i want to do at almost 40 it was difficult at that time because i i was scared i still scared i'm still scared of stage and to come up with jokes and new material it it's challenging but once i decided this is what i want to do i i decided so it's really age is not a number and late in life hello mm-hmm. what do you mean late in life it's it's still early i'm going to be 50 this year but i still feel it's like it's early in life yes but how do you do it like all that confidence out there um keeping let's say even if we keep ageism aside right but that balls to go up on stage face all these people and make them laugh that's among the hardest things to do right true so uh yeah i fake confidence let's just be honest with that i am scared i do not i cannot eat the day i have a show i am a nervous wreck um i I can't breathe. I feel every time before going up on stage I feel I'm going to collapse or something. But of course that is getting lesser. The more I go up on stage, the lesser that feeling the the nerves are a little controlled and the butterflies are now flying in my control. But uh yeah, I I don't know there are there have been shows or days when I totally bomb. When you say totally bomb means uh, nobody laughs or people aren't amused at your jokes. and there are days which i like i've had killer shows so yeah those days will uh, happen and that is what will make you what uh, make you want to do better every show so i feel you are just as good as your last show and you have to give in your as much uh, work in every show even if it's a 5 minute gig i will try my best to make it work to make sure that i crack this one also but it does start getting easier i won't say easier but uh, i'm a little more comfortable on stage little more uh, but then i realize that as soon as i get 
a bit too comfortable, which comes out as overconfidence, and that's like a com I ruined that show. So I think that a little bit of nervousness is good before going up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about the stage, right? Yeah. You're a stand-up comedian, a ventriloquist. Stand-up comedy itself is such a male-dominated industry. Right. I would say it's also a very new industry, right? Like as a full career path. And then ventriloquist. <laughs> only ventriloquist. Only ventriloquist. <laughs> it's such a hard word to say. Yes. In Nepal. <laughs> among the few in India. And I would imagine very few women out there. Right. Right. Has there been any moments where, you know, you were at a club or at a space where you had stand where you were supposed to perform and you felt that, you know, there were all men in the room or you had a disadvantage because you were a female? Actually, no. I have realized that I, it has been an advantage for me being the only female female in the room. So I do get that extra respect also because of my age. And uh, this is a dying art and not many people do it. So uh, it's kind of worked for me. There have been, in fact, all the time, whenever I travel to India to perform, there are only mostly men performing. And, and usually in their early 20s or maybe max late 20s. So there is a disconnect. There's a generation gap there. And being a woman, it's different. But of course, what I realize is there are a lot more polite and respectful even to each other when I'm around so it feels nice uh, and my age I think also kind of works because there have been times when I have gone out of my way to give medicine to a comedian who was not well or even order curd rice for him in a in the green room and he couldn't believe it because he's like how what like why are you doing this for me why are you helping me so I asked him I said okay how old are you and he said uh, that time he was 24 and I said okay don't mind me doing this but my daughter is 22 and uh, for a second it came to him as a shock he's like what your own daughter I'm like yeah of course my own saggy daughter yeah. does, you know <laughs> so like, he's like how I said like <laughs> like everyone does but yeah uh, I couldn't help kind of mothering him so it has been uh, worked in my advantage but having said that I'm still titled as a woman comedian I'm not a comedian so this month of March I'm suddenly very busy there's a lot of uh, inquiries for women comedian now all the clubs want women comedians yes this month. suddenly I feel like whoa you know I'm, I've been heard and rest of the months nobody really knows about me or have heard of me but that's okay. It's all a part of growing up. I have no complaints, honestly. Yeah. But kudos to still making it like an advantage, right? Like you're saying that it does work sometimes in your favor, sometimes not. But yeah. uh, let's hope we see more female comedians. Yeah, no, also one other thing is people are ready to be a male artist or a male comedian a lot more than a woman comedian. Mm -hmm. People are ready to accept foul language from a male comedian, uh, profanity, yeah. as against women comedian yeah. so that I think needs to change yeah, why judgment. do we yeah this pre-conceived notion that oh the women have to be proper they have to say proper things they cannot say inappropriate things and all. so somehow they've not been uh, taken very well in the industry mm -hmm. so I, but it's changing yeah. slowly. but do you think that you know when you are preparing your jokes and all of that so you have to think about does that come as a thought as to how is this person going to perceive me? Just want to know. I know a lot of women feel it at most of the times, right? Like that. Of course. Especially when I have people in the audience who are related to me. 
so any kind of relatives i somehow my conditioning makes me super conscious but being a ventriloquist it's kind of worked in my favor because i am still the good person i'm still the good buari or the good daughter in law and the jokes are coming out of my puppet which is popularly known as jack denials the blue puppet uh, furry uh, character that you see his name is jack denials and that's what he sounds like Yeah. yeah i think we need to hear more of him right yeah so all the jokes actually come out of him really isn't that you talking yeah that is actually me talking but uh, yeah we have this on uh, on stage banter which yeah. is a lot of fun to watch so initially when i every show when i start i don't get a lot of laughs i've noticed is because people are trying to figure out where this voice is coming from and uh, obviously this is not something that you can uh here on a audio platform right but do you know if you do see it live and you'll know where the sound is coming from you will be amazed yeah 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 i have heard it first hand <laughs> multiple times and it's definitely amazing every time in stand up comedy you know from what i know a lot of shows are at night a lot of times now i see you all over right you're traveling you have multiple shows in india yeah. dubai everywhere yeah. that you go how do you manage your life like where is that balance for you and like is it important what is that balance for you the balance is something that uh, it just happens when you're convinced with what you're really doing if you for me i am so convinced now about my shows or my art or my talent that honestly i will not let any of these factors come in my way so when people ask me oh how does your family support you and all i'm like uh they do support firstly let me not take that away from them but even if they didn't i'm absolutely okay with that because i know what i'm doing so late nights it's i'm i i feel i'm doing such a noble thing that i'm actually going out stepping out of my house to make people laugh definitely so uh, even to you know i don't need to justify now to anyone even if it's my daughter or my mother in law or my mother uh, and i'm just very convinced so mm-hmm. right now as of now what i see is uh, what i feel is that uh, support is it's always good but you don't have to depend on it and for me the only support that i need is from my pushup bras i don't need any other yes. <laughs> yeah but in terms of um, let's say time for yourself right between work and between home and between kids and husband Uh, how important is that for you and like do you take that out time out specifically that okay this is my me time there are so many me times that happen which we do we take it for granted I, let's say even my early morning walks mm-hmm. that's my me time mm-hmm. even though i may have friends with me but this is something that i'm doing for myself uh, going for my toastmasters meeting that's again my me time that's that's all me or uh, giving myself priority or giving if i have a show to work on that because if people are paying for your show you really need to perform and you know put your socks up and yeah. fold your sleeves and just be yeah. out there so that happens and uh, me time could also mean that uh, now what i've started doing is i don't let guilt decide for me mm-hmm. which i did for the longest time mm-hmm. as a woman you know you have this i don't know what what it is about uh, why do we the, all feel so guilty die we will give anything for guilt and it, nobody else is saying anything it is you and your guilt that is bringing you down and not letting you do things that you really want to 
and now slowly and steadily i have realized and i've decided that i will not let guilt take my decisions mm-hmm. so if i do want to travel and if i even if it's for a small gig i will do it i will not feel guilty that oh i'm leaving my kids behind i'm uh, i'm running away from my responsibilities and all no this is also a responsibility towards myself that i have given priority to mm-hmm. so that is changing in me slowly mm-hmm. and that steady. is that is good to hear yeah, yeah. that it also the fine finally you come to accept it and the guilt gradually goes away yeah it doesn't really go you learn to accept it that it's not guilt anymore for that what you need to do is not let what people say affect you mm-hmm. because once that happens then automatically the guilt will reduce, reduce. Mm-hmm. so uh, try and uh, see what's good for you without getting this what will people think notion into the scene so then it be great yeah. okay uh is there any investment of time or money that you've done recently let's say in the last 6 months that you feel has made such a tremendous difference in your life personally professionally wow yeah. so uh, i would say two things mm-hmm. one is where now i have started learning how to teach ventriloquism it's funny because i for me it was self taught i there was no formal training or structure that i followed i just went up on stage straight up mm-hmm. now i have uh, i have tied up with this uh, online platform for kids diy and uh, they have this package for ventriloquism which i have uh, been working on since the last 2 months so it's kind of an investment because uh, to learn how to teach and step by step of learning ventriloquism was something i didn't know i could do but i did i worked on it and so that was amazing that was an investment uh, it will it, it's i've just recently shot went to bombay for it and uh, we had a proper shoot it should be up in a couple of months secondly uh, i've recently bought an online book to how to write jokes and it's yeah. funny we have been doing it for almost 10 years now i don't think now. anyone will believe <laughs> that you need to know how to write jokes it's funny because uh, the thing is i don't know a formal method or structure of a joke i didn't know that you're supposed to have a premise and you're supposed to have a punchline and then a tag and these are all the terms which i'm now uh, listening from other comedians and as i'm watching other comedy shows so i think it will be nice to get back or get to know the root of uh, a joke how it's originated or how you can create jokes so i just bought this and i've just started reading it so i'll let you know how that has impacted my life yeah. in, so in it's a lot of investment into yourself i think right like learning yeah. whether it's a book or a new course and yes. interestingly you're saying you're nearing 50 now yeah and year. you're starting a new career as an educator oh my god right yeah. so <laughs> there is no age for anything right like you yeah. i think inspire me and so many of us around the fact that yeah. you just need want to do something and go get there yeah i don't think anything should come in the way of what you want yeah. to do in life yeah. be it age be it people be it uh, uh, what era you are in because comedy is like again like it's a new profession and there are a whole lot of 20 year olds i'm working with there might be a generation gap but just accept it and or ignore it and move on with what you're doing yeah. 
and yeah i'm looking forward to 50s yeah. let's see yeah. what 50s has in store it's for me going to be the best years <laughs> yes, to come absolutely right? in fact as a kid i didn't want to live beyond 50 i used to tell my friends uh, as a kid as in like in my teens at 50 year olds like why do they even exist they they probably like they don't have a life and now i'm here I'm almost 50 and i'm like oh my god life has just begun yeah it can't get better interesting i also i mean even till a few years i mm. should be like i don't want to live after 60 but yeah. not 50 but i'm always like oh i think done i'm not even like planning what trust after. me it's beautiful being here yeah but you know you i think for the last couple of years that i've known you have always been inspired uh, right but uh, is there anyone any nepali woman that inspires you uh, someone maybe uh, we've not heard I of i could mention my domestic help who's a part time mm-hmm. lady who's been working with us for so many years she's got uh, a grown up kid and now a newborn and shuttling between her normal effort for us she works like 9 to 5 but what we don't know is behind the scene where she's at home and working uh, like she wakes up at 4 and makes food for her family mm-hmm. and gets water and then come here and works the whole day and then goes back and again makes another meal for her entire family with that little sleep and here also when she's working she has a baby in the back uh, backpack mm-hmm. kind of a, you know the patuka mm-hmm. So yeah she's inspiring yeah look at her she's yeah. I don't see her sitting idle ever yeah i think all of them you know behind the scenes making her life so much more easier yeah. and there's another domestic help uh, turned comedian in india in bombay mm-hmm. who i admire and she gives her perspective as a domestic help or as a maid in the form of comedy which is amazing to hear you must mm-hmm. listen to her she's what's her name dipika matre okay Yeah. Oh, yeah so if anyone wants to check out dipika matre yeah uh, on youtube yeah you should just because there are a whole lot of comedians talking about their domestic help and mm-hmm. or maids but nobody talks on the other side of the yeah that will be very yeah. interesting exactly. to hear actually yeah. yeah 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 okay thank you so much seema for joining me today uh before i end any advice or last words for all the women listening to you out there thank you suloni and uh, for me i'll mention one quote which i live by it is uh, life may not be the party that you hoped for but while you're at it might as well dance thank you so much for listening to the show this week if you liked it please don't forget to subscribe on the platform you like listening to your podcast on and also please share it with anyone who you think might enjoy it if you want to tell me your story have any questions you want answered or let me know about a fellow nepali woman doing amazing things write to me at unheardwithsaloni@gmail.com would love to connect i am saloni and you have been listening to unheard with saloni